Uh, I have to say one cutaway, one parachute didn't open one time and uh, was with a wingsuit. Uh, this one was a little bit scary because I was over the water in Dubai and uh, obviously you don't want to land in the water, um, especially when you have a wingsuit on uh, because it's hard to take everything off uh, and uh, you can drown. Adventure Sports Podcast, Episode 90, Wingsuiting, Base Jumping, and Skydiving with Roberta Mancino. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Welcome to another episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast. This is Travis. Roberta Mancino is a woman with passion for life. As a skydiver, she has made more than 8,500 jumps, picking up awards and even world records along the way. Roberta spends her time soaring like a bird in a wingsuit and often is found traveling around the world as an international model. Roberta, welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) Ciao. Good to have you. So you're over in Italy right now, correct? Yes, I'm in Italy, my dad's house, which is in Anzio, uh, one hour south from Rome on the coast. Ah, beautiful. Very cool. It's hard to catch up with you. You're, uh, you spend your time traveling around the world quite a bit, I see. Yes, I do. I travel all the time. And uh, right now I'm at home because I'm coming here to visit my mom and dad. And the season is really good still for base jumping. So Italy is one of the best places in Europe. Uh, and that's why I'm here. Very cool. So take a little bit of time and explain how it is you got into skydiving and and base jumping into these activities that you spend so much of your life doing. Um, Okay, (laughs) I'm going to start since uh, when I was very little, Uh, let's say about uh, six years old. um, I really like it to watch birds. Uh, in my town, there is a place, there is a square where I was used to go there with my mom. She will take me there and I will just stare at those birds flying. And uh, she told me that I wanted to have uh, those little uh, stuffed animals uh, uh, like a bee or like a butterfly so and a bird uh, flying stuff and mostly animals. I was really into animals too. And... Um, And then uh, when I was 16, I saw a video of a friend of mine that he was base jumping in Brento, a cliff that is on the north of Italy. Um, And uh, I remember I saw him flying really close to the cliff and he was uh, on his back to the earth. And um, so he was back flying and I, I, when I saw it, I was just like, wow, I can't believe you can do this. Uh, human can actually take off from a cliff and fly like a bird. And so after that, I started to look around more and I asked to him and other people. I met another guy that he was a skydiver and that's how I went to the drop zone to jump for the first time. Um, and of course I saw point break, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like I think, I mean, every skydiver, they, they love to, you know, they watch point break and they, they love it. 
<laughs> so you saw a friend do it, and instead of it scaring the heck out of you, you decided that's something I have to do as well. Yes, yes. I was uh, <laughs> young, and I couldn't do it. And he told me, I'm not going to take you there because your mom is going to kill me. And uh, <laughs> because he's a friend of my mom, too. So I had to wait, and uh, later, you know, you have to be in Italy, 18, and uh, I didn't have much money at that time, so I had to work in a pizzeria. I sold my little uh, scooter, and um, yeah, that's how I I started to skydive, in <laughs> not an easy way. Yeah, well, it sounds like you jumped right in, so to speak. <laughs> so tell me about your first jump. What was that experience like, and where did you do it? Uh, my first jump was in Latina, which is uh, also about an hour and 20 minutes uh, from Rome. It's a very small drop zone. It's um, uh, just a military um, center of skydiving. Uh, I don't think they jump uh, uh, anymore. And um, I did uh, my first static line uh, jump there. I did uh, four of them. And then I decided to change and go for a better course, uh, which uh, was in uh, Nettuno, uh, my town, basically next to my town. And uh, and then I kept jumping. I finished my IFF course and uh, my license, and I never stopped since then. <laughs> well, that's cool. So I was researching you a little bit more, and I was watching some some GoPro videos. You have some amazing footage of jumping off some of the highest buildings in the world. Um, one of them down in Dubai, I believe it was in Dubai, you had jumped at night and your wingsuit was all lit up. Tell us about that a little bit. Um, yes, uh, the building, the one you are talking about, all light up. It's not in Dubai. It's in Panama, Panama City. Oh, okay. Uh, Yes. Um, so I didn't jump from the building. I jumped from an helicopter at night. Uh, my suit was all light up with those little uh, small lights. And, um, and then I flew next to the building, uh, I can say pretty close, and uh, over a, a roof. Um, and then I pulled uh, my parachute on the street uh, in Sinta uh, Costera in Panama City. Okay. Yeah. I remember now you're jumping from the helicopter. The one I got it mixed up with was yes. the, uh, was the building in Dubai where you guys had set up, uh, you had base jumped from it in the wingsuits. Uh, but you had also set up the, the world's tallest zip line, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was, uh, in Dubai and, uh, was really, really an amazing event, uh, with uh, many other jumpers that they are the best, uh, base jumpers in the world and skydivers. Um, yeah, it was, uh, the dream jump, um, zip line. So um, the idea was to combine, uh, base jumping and the zip line with also people that they don't base jump. And, uh, it was pretty cool. And uh, the building is really high. It's one of the biggest building, uh, in the marina. And, uh, yeah, we mix some, uh, big ways, some, uh, uh, some jumps, um, acrobatics, uh, some wingsuit, uh, some trekking jump, and the uh, zip line. Yeah, that was uh, that was amazing footage. So, what about your most amazing experience? What was the coolest jump you've ever done? That just it really uh, it really set everything for you in your mind. That this is what you like to spend your time doing. Uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to choose one. But I think uh, the jumps I did in Panama. 
I flew in between two buildings and I flew next to uh, another building that has really, really unique, uh, cool looking. Um, it looks like a screw um, and it's uh, like a green and has a mirror everywhere. And it's not a very tall building, but it's nice to fly next to. And uh, yeah, I can say probably those jumps in Panama, I, I was really excited to do the project for GoPro. It took many years to, um, to figure out the permissions and uh, how to do it. And uh, of course, it's a little bit dangerous, so take some training. And, uh, but um, also one of the reasons why I was super happy because I got to do it this with my boyfriend and um so we were flying together in the city, uh, different buildings. The wingsuit that you wear, if people are unaware uh, of what they look like and how they work, can you go into a little bit about what what it is like to have that suit on and, and how it's made up and how you control your flight while in it? Okay. Uh, there are different companies that they are building a wingsuit. Um Mine is Tony Suit, but I can say that all the companies are, are all good. Um, my suit is fast suit. It's like a, a racing suit for race. Um, I decided to fly this one because, uh, well, I was competing and uh, I'm still going to compete. Like I'm going to be doing the Red Bull uh, Aces in California. So we need a fast uh, suit and um, also for base jumping, you want to have a good suit that um, will inflate uh, quickly when you jump off. I, I can say all the companies now are really, really good on making suit. Um, anything else very technical? Sorry, don't ask to me because I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> flying and uh, I'm not the expert, but you can ask to one of those companies. Um, I just know they have a really good glide and, um, they are, they are becoming, uh, much safer. Uh, they are learning more and, uh, lots of people are flying now so we can give them a good, uh, test and uh, good advice. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything else. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's fine. So you essentially, you trust in your manufacturer of your suit, you put it on and you just go have fun, right? Yes. And they, I mean, they are such a good suit that uh, who made the suit also is flying in the suit. So I trust those guys. And um, yeah, I also trust all of my friends. I listen all the suggestions all the time. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a small community. So we all talk to each other and uh, we are all friends, also different companies. We are friends to each other. Never run out of camp stove fuel again. The 180 stove is a natural fuel stove that eliminates the need to carry heavy, bulky fuel canisters. With a generous 6-inch by 7-inch cooking surface, it folds away into a clean, compact, self-forming case that is small enough to fit inside your pocket. At only 10.4 ounces, the additional weight and space savings allows for other important items in your pack. Get more information at 180TAC.com and look for it in retailers near you as well as online. For 20 years, Bent Gate Mountaineering has been outfitting climbers, skiers, backpackers, and outdoor enthusiasts with the gear they need. Whether climbing an 8,000-meter peak or buying your first backcountry ski setup, Bentgate is here to help. 
BentGate is continuing to offer free BC 101 sessions this winter, teaching backcountry ski boot and binding setup, avi safety and beacon practice, clothing systems, and tips and tricks to make your days more enjoyable. If you don't own the gear, BentGate offers a full range of rental and demo equipment. BentGate also has free demo ski days at local resorts to give you a chance for hands-on experience. Be sure to check BentGate.com for our full product selection as well as updates on all these events. So you brought up the uh, the Red Bull Aces in California. We had another uh, base jumper on the podcast previously. Can you go into a little bit about what that is? Yeah, uh, Red Bull Aces is a new competition. The first one was last year. I believe it was kind of a test, and this year is going to be more public. Um, it's a really, really cool idea of my friend's look, uh, and uh, he... He decided uh, to do a skydiving competition also because it can be safer and um, also for the spectator to watch. Uh, it's a great idea because we are flying uh, uh, close to um, some um, helicopters that are going to be in the sky and they're going to have streamers coming all the way down. Um, I don't remember exactly how many feet long, Uh but anyway, we have to fly by and uh, all those helicopters. And it's um, it's like, I believe this year is going to be three of them. So we're going to make a little slalom in between and make sure that we fly uh, close to the, to the streamers. Otherwise, if we go below, we're going to be disqualified. So it's really a precise uh, competition. And uh, obviously, we have to be fast because the first one gets to the last uh, gate, the last helicopter is the one who's going to win. Now that sounds awesome. Are, so they're going to televise it this year then? Uh, I don't know yet, but I think so. I, I believe so. Um, yeah, I mean, this competition should get really big, same as the competition in China. Uh, I think they are getting a much more uh, audience and uh, people are going to watch more. It's really interesting. Both of them are different. Uh, they are uh, both of them safe, let's say, uh, for us. And, uh, and um, yeah, they, they're going to be more TV and uh, they are making also uh, a small uh, documentary or uh, like in China, they have a TV show that is, all of them and and uh, filming everything. Okay, yeah, I can't I can't imagine GoPro won't be out there filming as well. It seems to be right up their alley. Yeah. So you had some times when your shoot didn't open for you. Tell us a little bit about that. What was your scariest moment? Um, honestly, it was not so scary. Uh, this is skydiving, not base jumping. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here talking to you. <laughs> because I'm glad you are. we only have a one parachute and skydiving we have a two parachutes so I was uh, uh, in Italy the first time 
and uh, I only had about 20 jumps, so I was really new. But I remember that I didn't even think about it was uh, something because you're training a lot uh, before this, this has happened to you. So I guess, um, you know, like a, a pilot need to be ready for an emergency landing or, you know, anything that you have to be ready for an emergency. And, uh, that's how it went for me. And also later, uh, I have to say one cutaway, one parachute didn't open one time and, uh, was with a wingsuit. Uh, this one was a little bit scary because I was over the water in Dubai and uh, obviously you don't want to land in the water, um, especially when you have a wingsuit on, uh, because it's hard to take everything off uh, and uh, you can drown. Uh, so I I was a little bit worried there and I wasn't uh, low, but I also I wasn't really high. So, but in general, I, I, I didn't get too scared from the cutaway. I, I have a much more scary <laughs> um, things happen in my life uh, than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring up water and one of the things you spend some time doing in your life is swimming with sharks and, and crocodiles. What's, uh, what are you doing that for? And, and tell us a little bit about being down there with such creatures. Um, this is my other passion. I love uh, to swim with animals. And um, uh, my favorites are sharks, uh, but now also crocodiles. Um, I think uh, it's amazing when you can be in the water with them and they interact with you and they, they actually let you be there and play. Um, doesn't happen all the time, obviously. You have to respect them and the nature and uh, the, their behave. So you really have to pay attention to the animals. You don't want to push too much. Uh, you have to kind of let them come to you or they have to feel comfortable. And uh, you also need to understand a lot about them. Um, um, so I know more about sharks. I don't know much about crocodiles. I've just been in the water with them in June and I spent some hours, but uh, I'm not an expert. Uh, same with sharks. I, I, I just know them because I stay in the water with them, but I'm not an expert of uh, animals. Um, I can say that uh, I I don't believe uh, I was lucky uh, that uh, they didn't bite me. I read uh, I read a lot of comments on my page about the crocodiles, and uh, I believe that I made the stunt uh, happen in a safe way, and everything was um, done how it should be. I had the people that they were there ready to protect me, and uh, in many many. Uh, times I didn't get close at all. I was just watching them. So I I kind of like felt when was a good time, when was the right animal to be that close, because those are all wild animals. So you have to feel. And um, uh, honestly, I wouldn't go again and do without the mask if it's not for a big job. Yeah, I would say the the one that freaked me out the most was when you were down in Mexico uh, diving with the crocodiles and you say you didn't get close, but you were pretty close. Either that or it was the camera angle, but you looked pretty darn close to those crocodiles. And I just, that gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say that I wasn't close. I was very close, but only okay. a few of them, not all of them. 
Gotcha. Some okay. of them, I I knew immediately that that was not good to be close because they didn't not like me or play with me or they like me too much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I I watch, you know, I pay attention, I stare at them for a long time, and I also trust my team, the people around me. They will tell me, okay, now it's good, and then has to be my decision, obviously. But I didn't take my mask off and get really really close uh, until the last day and after a long time in the water with them so um, I think they got used to me because the first day was not like that and uh, so I, it's just the connection that you're building with an animal uh, any animal I believe if you don't know them uh, okay of course cat and domestic animals is different but the wild animal you, you have to pay attention if they want you to be there and you have to respect that yeah, I think the respect is the most important word there. And uh, it made some for some amazing photographs. Uh, those are really neat to see. And I would I would encourage anybody listening to go on to uh, to Google and, and obviously look up Roberta Mancino and, and check out the YouTube videos of her. Of her. And uh, TSU, which is um, the sponsor of my my trip. And, uh, and it's very unusual to find... Uh, somebody that uh, will actually produce something like this. It took me a long time to find, and those guys, they were really cool about. Right. What was the sponsor again? TSU, it's a zoo. It's like a social uh, network, kind of like a Facebook. And uh, so they decide to produce the video and um, all the pictures. So not, right now, my original video the one we made it's on their page okay the, yeah i will uh we'll follow up with that and get the uh get that in the show notes so people can find it thanks. make sure so you've also done some stunt doubling um in your skydiving can you tell us a little bit about that yeah uh, i did uh, i i will talk maybe about the best one was uh iron man 3 um, so it was a, a stunt, a skydiving stunt uh, with uh, other skydivers. And uh, I don't know if you saw the movie, but uh, was Iron Man in the sky trying to get all the people that they fall off the plane because it was uh, an explosion. And uh, so we did uh, those stunts with uh, hiding rigs. Um, and also some zip line uh, to crash in the water. And um, yeah, it was interesting job. <laughs> was not any regular skydive. Uh, because, you know, you have to fly, but also you have to, um, you have to pretend that you're just falling out of control. And uh, if you are an experienced skydiver, sometimes it's hard <laughs> because you keep trying to fly your body and by everyone was amazing like i think it went very well <laughs> that's cool i'll have to look for that scene again in, in iron man 3 Let's talk car racks, specifically Yakima and Thule. Chances are, if you're listening to our show, you either have one, want one, or you're going to need a car rack soon. Car racks, whether on the roof or on the back, need a good set of locks to keep your gear locked down to the rack and to your car. Good news. Our new sponsor, Z-Lock, has new lock sets for all Thule and Yakima racks at about one-third less than anywhere else. 
These lock cores are sourced from the original manufacturer and include bonus keys. Need replacement keys or cores matched to your current lock code? Z-Lock has replacement options even if you've lost all of your keys and don't know your key number. Check this out. Z-Lock is offering Adventure Sports Podcast listeners an additional 20% off their already low prices plus free shipping. Just enter the code ADVENTURE at checkout and you'll save up to 50% off a retail. Go to zlock.com forward slash adventure. That's Z-E-L-O-C-K dot com forward slash adventure and save. On August 1st, 1999, Polly Latovsky left her Colorado home and headed west, traveling over 14,000 miles on foot, becoming the first woman to walk around the world. But it was never an easy road. Every day, Polly struggled with adversity that left her lost and miles off path. Her book, Three Miles Per Hour, The Adventure of One Woman's Walk Around the World, has won six national awards and is available on Amazon, Kindle, or her website for a signed copy. Visit www.3mphbook.com. That's www.3mileperhourbook.com. So speaking of falling in different ways, you have a, a project called High Fashion. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, the High Fashion was uh, my idea. Also this one for a long time. And um, I found uh, the right guys to do it. And um, I also spoke to GoPro about the idea and they love it. So I it was kind of easy. I went to Brento to this cliff in the north of Italy and uh, I took all the guys there and we started to film. And um, we had uh, those beautiful dress and clothing from uh, Roberto Cavalli. And uh, the guys, they look stunning. And uh, I had to wear high heels. That was the difficult part. Uh, we had to put a platform at the exit point because otherwise I couldn't walk with the high heels on the rocks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, this is one of the safest cliff to do those kind of things. And um, I mean, there are other places in uh, Norway, but uh, it's colder. And um, the guys, uh, I mean, it was easy to do in Italy. And uh, really, I believe that this is the best place. And uh, I didn't think the video will go as well but was everywhere on the news and still people asked me, oh, you, you have done that video high fashion. So I guess people like it. It's good for people that also don't do uh, skydiving or base jumping for just uh, uh, anybody from uh, an old uh, person to a kid. Yeah, it was really neat to to watch that. I mean, you guys were just casually walking up to the edge and throwing yourself over, you're leaping over, stepping over. It wasn't like a typical uh, jump where you go you know, running off the platform and, and take a nice level dive. I mean, it was just, it was very casual. That's the only way I can explain it. Uh, you have to go see the video, but you know, there you are in high heels and, and, and dressed up all of you. And you're just tumbling off of this cliff and going down. It was very cool. The idea was to make a little runway off uh, a cliff in a base jump, basically. <laughs> Very cool. So what other projects are you involved in now? What are you working on? Mm, 
right now I have a different ideas. I cannot tell you anything about them. Uh, I have a list of animals that I want to go to swim with. And, um, and then I have other projects about flying. Like uh, there are a few places in the world that I really want to go there and fly over because they are beautiful. And um, I, I don't know yet which one is going to be the first one. I, in those days, I'm here in my house so I can work on uh, new ideas. Uh, everything is going to be with some friends. Um, because, you know, it's also cool to be not just the one is flying in the video. Kind of like what I did for high fashion. So I, I, I hope I will get something uh, with all the other base jumpers together. Yeah, well, it's a, it sounds like a lot of fun. Get a lot of your friends together and just enjoy yeah. doing it. And, uh, it. It makes everything else come out just right. So I read that one of the the things that you like to do is to jump off of the, the Burj Khalifa. This is the, the tallest man-made structure in the world at 2,722 feet. Tell us a little bit about your plans for that uh, if you ever get to do it. No, I'm not going to get to do it, unfortunately. No? <laughs> there are other other guys they got to do it my friends and i'm really happy for them uh, they got to do it this like uh, i think two years ago and uh, my boyfriend at the time was one of them so i'm super super happy they got to do it but uh, no i didn't get to do it and it's okay it's not always uh, not all of my dreams they can come through but it's nice to see that other people uh, you know get to fly uh, and was amazing their video was actually amazing I'll have to look for that. So did they do actually do the spiral that you had planned on? You had you had planned on flying and around in circles as you went down the building. Yes, yes, they did a one uh, I think one time around, and then it mostly was a free flying. But yeah, like I said, it was such an amazing video that uh, I don't think I could do better than them. So it was cool to watch it, and I was really happy for my boyfriend and uh, of course my friends. <laughs> that's great. I'll have to look that up. So you actually hold some world records, or at least you've uh, you've set some world records. Tell us a little bit about that, if you could. Those are uh, world records in skydiving, and they are uh, formations skydiving. So it means that uh, lots of people, they jump together, um, and they all uh, come to each other in one point in the sky, and they're building a formation. So my discipline has been always uh, free-flying, and uh, when I did the last world record, it was 108 way. And uh, right now, this summer, they just did a new one that they couldn't go. And the same things, they all get together and they fly together and they, they make the biggest formation you can make in the sky. So 108 way, what does that mean? 108 people all together. Wow. That's a lot of people to get together in the air. So they have to be linked in one form or another, hand to foot, hand to hand? Uh, or do everybody's they... holding hands. Holy so cow. Yeah. What kind of altitude do you have to jump from in order to get everybody together to set the record? Uh, we had to have uh, oxygen. So it was really high. I'm not sure which altitude they did it right now, but when when we did the record, it was pretty high. So we all had uh, oxygen. So you breathe uh, in the plane uh, oxygen and then you you jump off without. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. So 
what things we, we delved a little bit into things you want to try and there's some things that you can't quite tell me about as far as projects, but what are, what's a, a jump or two that you still want to do that you want to accomplish that's on your list? Uh, a jump or two, huh? There are so many. Uh, yeah, like I said, there are many that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, um, I couldn't do yet, and uh, they are in my list, so I cannot tell you. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, yeah, there are many jumps also in Europe that I want to do in France and uh, other locations. But the the projects that I I'm, I'm hoping to do next. Uh, they are in uh, Latin America. That's the only things I can say. Okay, fair enough. If somebody out there is is currently a skydiver, um, but has never put on a wingsuit, what words of encouragement would you have for them to go ahead and give that a try? Um, if nobody ever been in a wingsuit and they are just skydivers, uh, that's what I do sometimes. I teach uh, people how to wingsuit first time. They need to be a skydiver already, and um, so they need to have a 200 jumps. And um, I teach them how to fly in a wingsuit, and they have to be able to already to fly good their body. Obviously, when they don't have that many jumps, they don't know how to do everything yet. And that's why I teach them uh, also free flying. And um, so when they are ready to go in a wingsuit, uh, in the beginning, maybe they're going to be unstable. Some of them are very stable. It depends from the person and uh, their background in uh, in skydiving. Okay. You mentioned free flying a couple of times. What does that mean? Free flying, it's a discipline that uh, it's uh, flying with your body. So everything that doesn't have a wingsuit on, uh, let's say it's hard to explain in uh, small uh, words, but uh, so it's, uh, uh, how can I explain? It's, uh, yeah, it's like flying your body in the sky, in skydiving. Okay, so this is maybe controlling some forward motion or side motion instead of just falling yes, straight uh, like, out. Uh, okay. You are not uh, flying uh, the your belly to the hurt. Like when you see people usually, you know, for example, tandems or the first jumps, that's not free flying. Uh, free flying is when you can move your body in the air so you can have a different positions. Um, we call this... Uh, Bell, uh, back flying and uh, uh, head down, sit fly. Um, so you 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 fly uh, in any position with your body in the sky, and you do also some acrobatics. Okay, that makes sense. Is there a funny moment you can share with us? A time that you just you had a good laugh out there, something that went kind of silly or. <laughs> In the beginning of my course, I I land in a in a place full of cows, and uh, I step on a cow poo. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No, and uh, they had some bulls that they didn't look very nice to me. So um, I was not really beginning, beginning, I guess, but. Uh, yeah, like it uh, wasn't really fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's probably better it happened then than during your high fashion shoot. <laughs> what? 
I said it's better that it happened then yeah, than uh, during your high fashion. Yeah, no, you don't want to step on the pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So, last question. You've been known to make a few naked skydives, and I wouldn't bring that up except that it seems to be a thing. I interviewed somebody recently from uh, an indoor skydiving center, and he also brought up the idea of naked skydiving. What's the deal with naked sky skydiving? Um, the deal is I have done because they paid me really good money. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Otherwise, I would never do it for fun. <laughs> and um, it's not fun at all. It's cold and painful. I would think so. Yeah, so it's okay. If they pay you good money, I say you should do it. Um, and it was for Playboy uh, years ago, many years ago. Um, at the end, the pictures, they were amazing. So I was happy. Um, and um, I mean, it's, a, it's an experience still, even if it's not hard or anything challenge because you're just naked. So it's the same things if you're wearing a jumpsuit. And, uh, but everybody love it. So I guess it's good for me. It's been good. Ah, that's neat. Well, you have to experience all aspects of life, right? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Before I let you go, can you tell us where our listeners can find you? What are the best places to go follow you? Um, the best place to follow me is uh, my Facebook page and uh, also Instagram. Uh, and uh, this social network too, uh, TSU. So, um, and uh, of course, my website. So, everything they can find everything online. If they Google uh, Roberta Mancino, they can find all these informations. Okay. Well, we'll get some links up there. And yeah, obviously, it's easy to, to find you if somebody just looks up uh, Roberta Mancino. Yes, yes. All right. Roberta, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. I think you shared some great stories and uh, it just paints a, a, a really fun picture of skydiving and base jumping. I appreciate your time. No, thank you. <laughs> thanks, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Would you like to be a guest on an upcoming show? Just go to adventuresportspodcast.com and click contact us. Also, take a minute and help us spread the word about the Adventure Sports Podcast. Do us a favor and go on to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Everything helps. Thanks for being a listener. Listener.